It's Big Chuck from Elite Eight Showdown. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network? You can find all of our podcasts over at professionalcasual.com. True believers, welcome to a very special episode of Wait Did I Roll Wild, a Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog presented by the Professional Casual Network. Welcome, new believers, if you will. This is a very special episode that we're going to be doing kind of inside of a bubble. No gimmicks, no jokes, no nothing. We are simply going to be providing you with nothing but the cutting edge of knowledge and truth. I, of course, am the guy who is now going to be sitting in this chair, and I am Chuck. Hi, Chuck. I am joined once again by the CEO, Editor-in-Chief, Supreme Ruler and Reptilian Overlord of the Professional Casual Network, Tim, as well as the regurgitating Encyclopedia of Knowledge, Dan, welcome to the show. I have pizza dice. Cool. Let's get right into it. We have a lot to talk about today. Tim, what are we actually doing on this episode? So uh, early this morning, someone decided for this show. Way that, too early. Uh, it was very early, uh, but I my ear hurt and I couldn't sleep. So Aww. we decided that uh, we've seen a lot on a lot of the different Facebook groups and, and some of the groups for Marvel Crisis Protocol that people are looking to get into this game, yeah. but don't necessarily want to buy the core box. And they're looking for information on how they can start up their own roster, what boxes they should buy and what they should focus on uh, if they want to get into the game, uh, you know, during year two, at the beginning of year three of Marvel Crisis Protocol. So we decided that we would try to come up with a couple uh, affiliations, groupings, lists, and kind of buy lists that will get you into the game without buying the core box. We've all chosen a few things that will give you multiple affiliations. We'll let you play the game from the get-go. Um, there are a couple caveats with that that we will absolutely explain, but if you don't want to have to play with Red Skull and Two Point Black Widow and some of the, the more boring stuff in the core box, you can jump right into X-Men or Crime Syndicate or Spider-Man people. There's nobody boring in the core box. It's not like Crossbones is in there. Cross. First off, <laughs> this is a non-joke episode. And the I'm only time... Joking. If you speak poorly of Crossbones, you are obviously joking. He's one of the better players in the game. But... He's shockingly good. He is very good. Um... So so we're here to give you kind of cost breakdowns and uh, an entry point into the game. So if you want to get started, you can do it with some of these suggestions. Mm -hmm. uh, that said, a couple caveats to some of the lists that we are going to provide today. We are giving you straight box lists. So these are the boxes that you should buy to run these particular affiliations and lists. This will give you at least 10 characters to be able to fill out a full roster. The things that you won't have by going down one of these routes, and this is kind of one of the things that can only be checked off by buying the core box, is you will have to buy dice and movement tools separately. Uh, the dice, I believe, are $9.95. The movement tools, I believe, are $19.95. So it'll run you about so, yeah. $30 to, to get those things. They are, um, what do you call it? Not custom, but uh, proprietary yes. dice and movement tools for this particular game system. So just be aware of that going in. The other thing that you won't necessarily have is enough crisis cards, which are the kind of templates or objectives. Missions. The missions. Yes, thank you. Uh, to, to be able to play the game uh, in full. But if you show up to an open play night or if you're playing with friends or you're joining a group that has already been playing, uh, I do not think that it should be a massive barrier for you to to play by not having these. 
I think it's really important to stress here. This is for your learning time. This is for your fun pickup games where you kind of already have picked your squad, not so much building your roster, even though we're giving Correct. you roster options, because you will not be able to build rosters right off the bat. With these boxes, it's just not possible because you don't have enough crisis. Right, yeah. Right. As far as a traditional roster yeah. requiring the crisis, that, that is the only thing that you will lack. You will, in fact, be able to play some of the ultimate encounters. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of the alternate play uh, stuff that is free and available on Atomic Mass's uh, site um, that you will be able to play, but you will most likely be limited in the amount of crisis cards that you have. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, one last thing before we get into it. We cannot stress enough how important that starter set, that starter set actually is. Oh, that is so an good. all condensed down version. Yes, it gives you terrain. It gives you everything that you need to play the game. So we understand that if you don't want to get it because you have a buddy mm -hmm. that has the core set and you can borrow their stuff, that totally makes sense. That totally gets it. But if you are just coming into this fresh. Really, please do consider getting the core set. And you can get that over at BearDragonGames.online. Head over to BearDragonGames.online. They sponsor this show. Therefore, they help us. They're our local game store. Make them your local game store. Use promo code PCME10 at checkout and get yourself 10% off on your entire order. Yeah. Right now. And, and we'll be going over the retail prices on a lot of this. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can get that cheaper very specifically at BearDragonGames.online online mm -hmm. um the other important thing about the core set is it is in fact a very incredible value overall whether you buy it on retail regardless of where you get it uh you're getting 10 models two full affiliations the movement tools the dice a bunch of terrain as well as a, a number of crisis uh, and tactics cards to to really set you off right but if you're on a limited budget you want to play who you want to play and not who you feel like you have to buy mm -hmm. That's what this maybe you're just a casual player. Yeah. Maybe you just want to pick up some models because you really love Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. You only Taylor only likes to play Web Warriors. He only likes to play Spider Foes mainly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so he that's pretty much all he has in Wakanda. And that's yeah. all he's got. He doesn't even know the core set. As Correct. long as he can play, doesn't even know it exists most of the time. So <laughs> and I feel like a lot of us find us uh, ourselves in that particular scenario. Like if you're playing, chances are not everyone that you're playing with has a core set. Mm -hmm. So if you know someone with it. You don't necessarily need it. it. It is a very good value. AMG has done a very good job at, at really um, making the entry to this game very reasonable, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially as compared to other skirmish mini, mini games. But yeah. um, mm -hmm. compared to most other starter sets out there for mini games, like the fact that it doesn't go above 100, like at 100 is, yes. I think, a sweet spot. Because it's one of those where like you could potentially splurge, but you're not like, oh, my God, this is terrible because it's such a good value correct and, and it, like almost excessively so and as we were going through some of the lists that we were going to be going over for this particular episode it became more and more apparent as time went on i was mm -hmm. like man this corset actually very much is a very good value mm -hmm. but uh, and there's some there's something in there for everybody's affiliation yeah so it's not like it's a waste of, a waste of money like it makes a lot of sense to get it but Again, maybe you know somebody who already has it. You can borrow their stuff. You're just trying to get a feel for this game. Or maybe maybe your partner already has it. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're just like, oh, well, I want to try this game too. Let me pick something that I want to paint. Jump into this. Um, who wants to go first? Let's get right into this. Me? Cool. I'll go first. Um, so I went on hard mode. 
uh, right off the bat. I said, you know what? Let me pick uh, two really tough affiliations that are hard <laughs> to fill <laughs> um, that have very little crossover. And originally I was going to do uh, Web Warriors Asgard. And then I realized if I'm going to save people money, I need to not do Web Warriors and Asgard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, because they I mean, they bleed very well together, mm-hmm. but they're unaffiliated to each other. They have a lot mm-hmm. of synergy between yeah. them. They, they they pick up where the other one lacks. Yeah. Uh, very much so. Uh, Web Warriors needs some heavy hitters. Asgard is nothing but heavy hitters. And what the the thing that Asgard needed is low point saving characters like uh, Ghost Spider, who can who can essentially you know pull people away to, out of safe you know uh, into safety. And uh, uh, I love personally. I love uh, when Miles Morales gets to be miles morales without an affiliation yeah. and just gets mm-hmm. to go carowacking mm-hmm. so um when you when he because he is so fragile but that venom strike for asgard is very good anyway so i didn't do that because i wanted to try to save i wanted to get most bang for your buck here um so i went web warriors and uh midnight suns mm-hmm. nice. um mainly because there is that is the most crossover other than defenders that i found with uh web warriors yeah and I'm I am not a defenders player. I don't I have some defender stuff. I have Wong. I have a partially painted um Doctor Strange. I have never fielded defenders. They've never interested me. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to get a new affiliation later so there's a second version so I can play defenders. Yeah. But I'm not a Doctor Strange guy. So the way this kind of broke down was I pretty much took all the Web Warrior stuff and then I bleeded just a little bit of the crossover into Midnight Suns. So first box right off the bat, um, Amazing Spider-Man Black Cat. Amazing Spider-Man at a five threat is Mm. absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. He's good. Both in his leadership affiliation ability, which is Friendly Neighborhood Spider Team, which once again, we'll just remind everybody, once per turn during an allied character's activation, you may spend one energy or one power, sorry, uh, to choose an enemy character within range two. The chosen character gains a slow special condition. If the chosen character already has a slow special condition, place uh, place it within range one of its current location and remove the slow token. Putting slow on people is really good for web warriors because there's a nice little tactics card called all webbed up in there. What does slow mm. do? Slow reduces your movement to uh, short or small. Whatever they sure I, sure yeah, uh, whatever I, I it's think called. either one is fine right um which is brutal for characters that have medium uh, or long I mean long movement yes it's brutal but even yeah. it, as we have seen on our uh, other show uh, oh yeah the power phase over at twitch.tv slash professional casual network every Monday at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, slow can completely cripple a, a character absolutely it completely can shut down objective grabbing right off the bat um, so. But the fact that they have a tactics card, which we'll get into in a different box, um, all webbed up, which completely relies on slow being on characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just I you, I personally, I'm a movement shenanigans guy. If it's not me moving my characters, it's me moving your characters. And <laughs> a one inch actually is pretty legit. Getting a one inch is enough to get somebody off an objective to. Yep deny them points which is huge especially in in a game where you're tiptoeing in so often getting Mm -hmm. right into an objective getting right into range Mm -hmm. being able to move them right out of that is it's huge yeah it's it's very very beneficial 
Very, very uh, beneficial. Of course, then he also has Web Swing in there um, and Witty Banter, uh, which is also just very, very good. Um, What I really like about this box. Now, the only problem is, is he is a five threat bit of expense. It's a bit expensive, um, but he's got that three black cat in there. Of course, black cat um, also crosses over into Midnight Suns, apparently. Um, I'm not really sure why. I'm not going to question it. That was also a surprise to me. But yeah, I there obviously there's something there. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it is, but I do find it a little weird that she bleeds into Midnight Suns, but Blade doesn't bleed into Web Warriors. It's, it's fine. A little weird. She's yeah. like the Wolverine of that side of the Marvel universe, where she's in four affiliations. Yeah, she's the best there is at what she does, and what she does is nice because it usually involves theft. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. Well, and like, <laughs> I mean, your stuff. Three threat. Mm-hmm. Long movement, which is great for this team. So they need yeah. the movement. Um, and that troublemaker, an automatic stagger. The <sighs> fact that she has a grappling hook, so she has a reposition, which is only range two. It's still solid. It's still it's, it's still, still a free really movement. It's yeah. still yeah. good. And of course, uh, Master Cabler Burglar. It just, as we have found out, ridiculously broken. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can do this multiple times, um, especially if you're playing on something like Hammers, where you have a character <laughs> loaded up with hammers and she just jacks them all from. Yep. She is an underrated three character. I mean, people rave about how great she is. I don't think people truly understand how good she is. Correct. Um, and at a three threat, she's just very, very good. She's a disabler. Yep. 100%. Mm-hmm. And she can get in there and get the hell out. When you uh, got three points left over, it's hard not to mind go right to black cat, which cause she has so much. She can, she's do. got everything you need. Yep. She is. She is almost a Swiss army knife yeah. at a three. Um, and so that's going to put you at uh, $39.95. My next lineup is Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and Ghost Spider. Now, this is the these were the first two to come out for Web Warriors as it is. I am a huge Miles Morales fan. I absolutely adore Miles Morales. Let's read off his ability. Of uh, course, it's called Great Responsibility. Allied characters may re-roll one defense die. Additionally, they may modify or re-roll skulls while they are holding or contesting objective tokens this is huge Mm -hmm. this is a very big deal getting to re-roll skulls in any capacity is almost unheard of and the fact that your entire team can now do it based on characters that already have innate re-roll abilities being able to re-roll skulls is humongous Mm -hmm. you can count the effects that can re-roll skulls on one hand yep it's it's like dr strange is passive yep the other strange i think yeah so either Doctor Strange is passive, because um, it's the same effect too. I believe it's I think the so. um, the time gem thing that he has, um, the reality gem, mm-hmm. and that's and Miles Morales's affiliation ability. Right. That's it. And if you have other characters in there that have reroll abilities um, that just allow you to flat out reroll your dice, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to then reroll multiple skulls potentially is very good because this allows you to reroll. Skulls. Is it more than one skull? They may modify and re-roll skull results. Oh. So if right. you can re and if you can re-roll your all of your dice, you get to re-roll all of your skulls. I'm thinking of the reality gem, which only lets you re-roll one. Well, this is right. This is way better. Yeah. But you have to be holding or contesting an objective. So there is a caveat to it. Mm-hmm. But just being able to and automatically re-roll one defense die. And then on top of that, also being able to reroll a skull if you have an objective yeah. is very, very good. The problem is very, very fragile is Miles Morales. He's a five five. He's a medium movement, which does hurt him a little bit. Because almost everybody else on the team other than Venom is long movers. Um, and he's threes across the board. 
but he's also a three threat. That webline kick, and let's not let's not forget Webblast is, or I'm sorry, Venom Blast, absurdly yeah. good. Mm-hmm. The fact that you just automatically make people drop tokens is is why you why you bring him outside of web warriors and, and why he has a lot of synergy with black cat yep uh, there's a lot of objective disruption mm-hmm. uh in this particular list that you're building so far and we're only at the second box yeah uh, very much so oh. and of course all, most of these characters all have spider sense or a version of spider sense which allows them uh to re-roll two defense or dodge dice dodge dice huge yes. being able to mm-hmm. re-roll dodge dice makes characters that can throw all that less important on your opponent's yeah. side. Throws are incredibly strong and have been since the game came out. They mm-hmm. do automatic damage based on what they're throwing into your unit. Yep. So being able to re-roll your defense against that when you have a flat amount of damage coming at you is incredibly strong. And they're when a you very defensive uh, affiliation. When you are for how fragile they are, extremely. Yep. Um, and when you have a situation where you are seeing more and more throw spam, just in general, mm-hmm. even if it's not on purpose, but you should always have a character that has a throw. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it just Miles Morales is just, I would always take Miles' web warrior ability over Amazing Spider-Man personally, um, because it's very hard for me to justify taking a five threat in these lists. Well, and for a new player too, if you're new to the game, um, remembering that you have re-rolls on defense dice, especially the majority of the time, is incredibly easy to remember versus remembering to use an active ability on your turn to apply slow. Then you have to remember what slow is. Mm -hmm. And if they already have slow on them, then you can move them. It's, it's a very good ability. Right. It's not uncomplicated. Also, it doesn't cost you anything. But, right. Versus versus uh, Peter Parker, Amazing Spider-Man, it costs you one energy. Web Warriors, their, their downfall is they are extremely power-starved. Yeah. So you have to be smart with how you're using your power. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Ghost Spider is great from what I hear about the internet. Um, <laughs> she has never really worked well for me, but Same. she's not my she's not my play type. But she's a three threat where she has a great ability called Lifesaver when an enemy character targets another allied character uh, with an attack within this character's line of sight and within range four. You may use the superpower. It does cost two power to use. Uh, Push the targeted ally character towards this character short. If the end of the push of the target is outside the attacker's range or attacker's line of sight, the attack ends. If the attackers, if it is the attacker's activation and the attack did not target multiple attacks, they may retarget another person. Uh, this can only be used once per turn. This is what keeps your characters alive. Mm-hmm. This is also great for repositioning. It's also a hard counter against counterattacks. Yes. So because they retain their action, if it's mm-hmm. their activation, if you were to use Lifesaver against, say, a Sabertooth attacking back mm-hmm. or or um, Daredevil, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a few other characters that can have some absolutely devastating counterattacks where they mm-hmm. get a full attack. If the target gets out of range, the attack is now nullified. They've spent the power for nothing. Yep. You're trading the power effectively almost one for one. Mm-hmm. Um, incredibly solid ability. I I I absolutely agree. Um, again, I never use her correctly. I always kind of am a little. I don't think I either am too aggressive and she gets capped right off the bat, or I keep her too out of range. Yeah. Uh, and it is again, Web Warriors is a tough list to start with. 
It takes a lot of practice, getting a lot of reps in and understanding how your characters work. However, this box is only $34.95. So right off the bat, you're saving yourself five bucks. Um, off what that one's cheaper. pretty much all these are going to be in the long run. Um, and they all come with the proper tokens that you need, and you're going to have more than enough damage uh damage tokens and energy tokens yeah. in that in that set as well of course this is also the box where all webbed up comes in and i think uneasy allies maybe or maybe that's in the venom box i, I don't remember i did look it up and i don't remember all you've got is in that box okay but the uneasy allies is in venom venom okay um all you guys is a great card unfortunately unless you are playing in uh just at home, it is a banned card. You can't bring it to organized play events. But regardless, yeah. it's still a great card. And if you can play it, play it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, next box. I have Daredevil Bullseye. Now, we're looking at a $39.95 box. Only Web Warriors applies here. Um, Daredevil is amazing. Daredevil is one of the greatest characters in this game. He is sitting at a tough four strength. Or four threat, sorry. He's threes across the board. When you look at his card, you think, eh, okay. He is five on healthy, six on damage or injured side, threes across the board. But the fact that he also has a radar sense, which is essentially just spider senses, um, makes him great, great, great tank. He's a long mover. Um, on top of that, Devil's Deliverance. If you can pull people into him, get him in an area, do Devil's Deliverance with all webbed up already out there, which is why he's great on either affiliation. And what does Devil's Deliverance do exactly? So it's a air, uh, area effect two. Okay. So it targets anybody within range two of him. It's two strength, which you might think, well, that's not great. And it costs five. Well, add two dice for each of the attack rolls for each non-dazed enemy character within range two of this character when the attacker when the attack is was chosen if you've got even two people next to him that's four extra dice that makes this now a six strength attack with all webbed up in there adding additional dice yeah. i believe it's two additional dice mm -hmm. um brutal you're looking at eight strength attack yeah which also after the attack is resolved, the character is pushed away. The target character is pushed away small. So not only did he just beat you in the face, now you're getting pushed small away. Automatically. Such a good... It just happens. Yeah. You don't have to do damage to do it. And this is good as there's a lot of uh, crises, especially yep. in, in in kind of the base game that a lot of people play in organized play and, mm -hmm. and in casual play, where you are contesting specific, you know, uh, gamma shelters is, is what comes to mind, where you are contesting three very specific points. Mm-hmm. And being able to hold that point and push enemies off of it, incredibly important, especially when you're going to be able to deal a, you know, ton mm -hmm. of damage to them as well. Absolutely. He also has baton hook. I mean, it's a uh, ignores line of sight character uh, target does target character does not benefit from cover, which is great. And it has a push on a wild if they're size two or less, which is just really good for getting somebody off of something. Mm -hmm. Um of course, his strike is just a regular strike, except for on a wild, it does cost stun. I mean, stun is just good. Mm, yeah. I mean, stun's kind of, I think, is that the most paid out um, condition? It's I very so. common. Yeah, I yeah, think. Stun and bleed are yeah. certainly like um, way up there. But the fact that it's on a builder yeah. is, is amazing. And then, of course, on his healthy side, he has a man without fear. Uh, after an attack targeting this character is resolved, uh, this character may use this superpower if the attacker is within range two. 
Um, this character may make a strike attack targeting this character. For two power, he gets an additional attack action on his strike. So he's building more power. Mm-hmm. Brutal. And so good. What I also love about this is I just realized it. There's no cap for that. It doesn't say once per turn. Correct. So you, as long as you keep generating two power, you can just keep doing it. Unless that got FAQ'd, which I don't believe it did. It's not a reactive? No, it's his, it's his power. Yeah, Man Without Fear is a reactive. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I read that wrong? Oh, okay, maybe I read it wrong. I don't know. But you can keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, if they keep attacking you, then you can keep doing it. So so this is one of the things that we've talked about before on the show, where if you have Sabretooth that also has mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a reactive counterattack, you could, in fact, go back and forth here, assuming that one of you kept doing enough damage to fuel the other one's power. Right, as long as you got power. Yeah. Like Hawkeye and shooting good. at Hawkeye, they can just shoot back and forth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this game is so good at doing is is painting these great comic book-like battles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, these these awesome back and forth fights and things like that. More often than that, when we're playing, we go, wow, this is like this feels like a comic book fight. Yeah. This feels like a superhero fight. Um, and on his on his uh intro side, he gets uh Devil of Hell's Kitchen. This character may immediately perform an attack action with a cost of zero against an enemy target within range two after the attack is resolved. If the target roll Contain uh target roll contains any skull results. This character does suffer one damage and it is uh, also two power. So he's extremely durable. Now in this box is bullseye. Uh, we love bullseye on this channel. Not ironically, we actually genuinely do love him. Yeah. He's also now your only two threat option for this particular build. Mm-hmm. Um, he also is going to be on an objective. He's just going to sit there. I mean, that's how you play Bullseye now. You put him in your back lines. You have him snipe some characters. You keep an on an objective. He loves Miles Morales. Yeah. Because now he's able to not only reroll one defense die, which he absolutely needs he because he did get his stats lowered. Of course, head over to AMG's uh, updated cards um, so you can get that two threat um, Bullseye. Mm. So he okay. he's really going to need that one defense reroll. But he also gets to reroll skulls potentially. Yeah. You know? Stupid good. Mm-hmm. Now he is out of affiliation, so he won't benefit from all webbed up. That's okay, um, but still very, very good. So that is a thirty nine ninety five box. Now we're gonna start jumping over, and by that I mean we're gonna jump down to the bottom of the list where I forgot Venom. Yeah, Venom is twenty four ninety five. If you can find him, because apparently that is an issue. Yeah, he. Is uh, but he is actually up on our website currently, of course, beardedragongames.online think he is out of Venom. I was joking. Um, Last I knew. He might have gotten more in. I don't know. But definitely uh, look over there. And if he's not, Anthony will absolutely be getting him in anytime soon. But at $24.95, Venom is a great character. A lot of the time we forget characters don't need to be fast. No. they. J- he is a slow mover in a list that is full of long movers. But what Venom does best is pull people in. Mm-hmm. You getting that reposition, not just for yourself, is great. But if you can reposition your opponent, pulling them in with web snare, screwing up all of their plans, pull them in, have Daredevil right there. You know what I mean? Well, and very, yeah, very specifically between counterattacks and pulls, yep. Daredevil and Venom have a ton of synergy together. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And with the fact that he's a character that also is a tank mm-hmm. that you absolutely need. Um, on on a team that is pretty fragile, 
Um, he's really good on that aspect and he heals himself with so many snacks. So um, a fan favorite here on the show, I think uh, unintentionally a lot of the time, but he gets taken a lot. Mm-hmm. Huge fan over at Thrill Lash Gaming, uh, Taylor on the show. <laughs> um, so Venom is just an easy take and his cards are also in that box were very, very good. Lethal protectors. Yeah, solid. you have to take it. Yep. Um, if you're going to take Venom, you have to take Lethal Protector, especially yeah. in this particular build. Um, okay, so now we're going to jump into Midnight Suns, and this is where the bleed over comes in. Uh, Black Cat is on Midnight Suns. We're going to play Blade, obviously Blade and Moon Knight. Moon Knight is on the Web Warriors for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Which I find where the Moon Knight is, but Blade isn't, and Blade actually was... Anyway. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's, it's cool. I guess they didn't watch a cartoon. Um, uh, but, Moon Knight was in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. That's the only time he's been animated so far, as far as I'm aware. So I guess it makes sense. They both hang out in the same neighborhood. Yeah, I guess. I think I mean, that one was more like he fits the theme of that affiliation well, like with the yeah. way they play, which is like, I mean, they could they needed more characters anyway, so I'll take yeah, it. Very much so. I mean, I'm not I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with that, but literally Blade helped Morbius control man spider. Anyway, uh, it's weird that he's not on there. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Okay, so they are. Yeah, so we have Black Cat and of course we have Moon Knight. Moon Knight is stupid good. I love Moon Moon Knight is really, really great. Um, He's a fun character. He has a chaos uh element to him. that just is, is very rewarding. Very durable. Yeah. For what he can do. And the fact that he does have multiple personalities is super great. And let's face it, the new uh, show is coming out soon uh, at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely you're going to see a huge uh, uptick in wanting to play him in general. Let's talk about Blade really quick um, and what his actual Moon Knight ability is. Uh, or I'm sorry, Midnight Sun's ability is once per turn at any time during an allied character's activation, it may spay, it may spend a one energy. If it does, place this character within range one of its current location. So kind of reverse of uh, friendly neighborhood spider team. Yeah. You're getting to move your characters instead of moving your opponent's characters. Yep. A lot of fun movement here. Blade also, I don't know if you guys know this, stupid good. Mm. He's a four threat, but he has four, three, four on defenses. He's a six, six medium mover. He loves bleed. Now, the only problem is, is you don't have a ton of characters uh, in this list that can put bleed on people except for Venom. So if you're going to run Web Warriors, Blade is kind of if you got the four points, I guess, take it and take him with Venom. But that gets really expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you're just doing a funsies game, try it. I think I might try it. It sounds super dope. Um, but if you're running Midnight Suns and you got enough to fit, I think Venom loves Midnight Suns. Being yeah. able oh, to bounce small move with yeah. medium bump base. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very good. It's very, very good. And he can and he can dish out bleed. Mm-hmm. And there's almost no sources of bleed within Midnight Suns other than bleed. It's very strange. <laughs> I made a, a roster for a tournament. I was trying to find more bleed. And you have to go outside of affiliation for that. It's really strange. Yeah. Like I was, I keep, I don't know why, but I keep thinking that Moon Knight's throwing crescents have bleed and they don't. They don't. It, I just it. It's a little frustrating that his affiliation doesn't drive with him as well there with bleed. Right. But when you got somebody like Venom, I mean, one's better than none. What you know what I mean? You, need besides Venom? Yeah, you might as well double your bleeding potential. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, on, very, very honest. And you have Bullseye in this list as well. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Good point. I kind of forgot about Bullseye, but Bullseye actually yeah. does fit really well in there because he can dish out bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can sit. Too. Yeah. And he's your two threat. Again, Venom's bleed is two auto threats. Too. 
two threats are very, very important in this game. Bullseye is a great two threat, one of the strongest two threats in the game now with the update. Um, I am a, I am a huge, I, I want to play Blade. I just haven't put him together yet. Anyway, um, my other, my, my last box choice is Ghost Rider. Ooh, Midnight Suns Ghost Rider. Now, granted, we're looking at a five. We're looking at two five threats, a ton of fours, and only a few threes. However, Ghost Rider actually loves Web Warriors. Yeah, he loves Miles Morales Web Warriors. A He's got squishy guys in there. Um, we'll run over Ghost Rider real quick. Uh, oh, good. They did update it. Um, so there was a lot of changes to this character. Yeah. Um, but one of the big things is... What's the ability? Is it Spirits of Vengeance? Yes. Um, after an attack targeting another ally character is resolved, if damage is dealt, gains one energy. Listen, if you're playing Miles Morales Spider-Man, uh, you're still damage is still going to get through. I promise, but one or two. This actually feeds feeds Ghost Rider very, very well. Yeah. And the fact that there's no range limit anymore, mm. he is very power hungry. Yeah. He needs the power. So feeding him just one, just putting a little bit of damage on them, especially Venom. If he's got Venom packing heat with him in Midnight Suns, oh, baby. Yeah, Venom will take damage all day and then so many snacks and heal it right back up. You know what I mean? I want to play this now. Yeah, Venom, but... It's expensive. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're looking at, if you're playing Midnight Suns, you're looking at a four, a three, a five, and another four. So that's... 16? 16. That's a little rough with your with your Crisis, but 16 is that kind of weird sweet spot, and then you could go to 18 with Bullseye. Yep. Nice. Um, I love, I love Ghost Rider. I loved Ghost Rider before the update. He just didn't have a real spot for him. And now that there's a new updated uh, raw, uh, card for him, he's even better. Yeah. He's He hits like a five. He feels like a five. They've increased his health. They've increased yep. his defenses. They've increased his immunities. And with the Web Warriors uh, affiliation ability, if you're using Miles Morales as your leader, mm -hmm. uh, you, you're benefiting regardless of who your affiliation leader is. Yep. You're either using... Uh, Bump in the Night to move a larger base. Yep. Or you're getting rerolls on a an already pretty defensible character. Mm -hmm. He also, um, he doesn't hate Midnight Suns. He's on a oh. huge, he's on the large base. Yeah. So a one inch movement is huge for him, potentially. Mm. Um, does he need it? Not really. Um, but it doesn't, it still doesn't hurt. The only thing that does hurt him a little bit, tactics cards wise, I don't think in either build, um, bringing Deal with the Devil is worth it. I, but I, I think, it but, is, to, but, to to ten, but to make up your 10, but to make up your 10, I I mean, bring it. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, potentially it is very good. There's a ton of cards in, um, amazing Spider-Man black cat. That's also worth taking. Um, like, yeah. Aunt May's, uh, uh tasty cakes. wheat cakes. Yes. That's what it is. It's yeah. very, very good. There's no reason why you shouldn't be bringing that every time. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot of play there. Honestly, I would just take all of the cards. It, yeah. Take all 10. I think it works out to being about 10, but, or maybe it was 12 and you, you'll you know which ones are about like all you got obviously doesn't really apply anymore because it was a band card right so little things like that um so my total we're looking at 21470 um granted if you head over once again to beater drag games online use promo code pcme10 you're going to get yourself a nice little 10 percent off discount you're looking at 19330 under 200 dollars for an entire team is a great deal yeah that's nice ton of models a lot of play Three and affiliation leaders yeah a lot of options there. A lot of yeah. bouncing around. And 
a lot of I won't lie, a lot of bleed into defenders. You would only have to pick up one or two extra boxes if you wanted to also then play defenders. Yeah. My recommendation would be Doctor Strange, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and that's about yeah. all you need. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'm done talking. <laughs> so are you tired after that? <laughs> Woo. So I'll go into mine next. So I think one of the the common questions that we see on some of the groups is, can I just play X Men? Can I skip all of this other stuff and just play <laughs> X-Men? And not only can you play X-Men, but in five boxes, you can play X-Men Brotherhood or X-Force. And as far as getting started, if X-Men is, is what you're interested in, the way that they were released, you have a very efficient way to get into this game um, with that dual affiliation. Uh, effectively, the first, I think, four boxes that came out uh, for those two had an X-Men and a Brotherhood mm -hmm. outside of the leaders, which usually doubled up. So as far as this particular roster goes, uh, we're going to start with the Cyclops and Storm box. Um, two leaders. Uh, this was the first affiliation that had two leader um, abilities mm -hmm. uh, and, and really kind of created a lot of what we'll see later. And, and like in Chuck's list where there was two different Spider-Men that provided two different type of leadership abilities. This is kind of what started it all. This is a, a $39.95 uh, box. Uh, you have the X-Men Blue and the X-Men Gold teams. Both have different affiliations uh, and how they kind of work out while having the same characters on the roster. So Cyclops' ability allows you to reduce the power cost of attacks by spending up to one power on other allies that are within range three, mm -hmm. I believe, of the character using that particular power. Cyclops, obviously, if you're familiar with the X-Men at all, has good range, good tactical uh, movement of his um, commanding team. He can move people around. Uh, an overall solid character. He's a, a four-threat character. Decent physical defenses, as far as things are concerned, can put out damage and can, for the most part, take it. Storm, however, doesn't do either of those things. Uh, but she has an, an absolutely incredible affiliation ability. Mm -hmm. It gives everyone on the team cover as long as they are being attacked from outside of... I want to say two. I think it's two... Uh, which effectively allows you, when you roll your defense dice, you can change the result of any of those dice to a block, effectively gaining, if if you don't sweep it and you don't roll any skulls, you can change one of those failures that's not a skull or a failure roll uh, to a successful block, making effectively anyone on the team rather defensible. Uh, she can also, I believe, move a character once per round mm -hmm. within range one of another character. Yeah, so choose an ally character within two of the active character, place the active character within one of the chosen character. So as Chuck kind of went over with uh, the Web Warriors, movement shenanigans is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. it, it can effectively anything that could replace using an action on your turn becomes incredibly powerful. Which Absolutely. for X-Men specifically, you're looking at short or long, uh, short or medium movers. You yeah. have very little long movement. Correct. Yeah. So you're kind of in trouble. Yeah. Um, so this box kind of at the get-go, one box, two leaders within the same affiliation is just a very high efficiency as far as getting into this game. This is a great place to start. Uh, the second box on the list is Mystique and Beast. Could come off as kind of an underwhelming box, characters that no one I think is really like supercharged for, but are both absolute powerhouses. Cheap. Mystique is also a affiliation leader for the Brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, a long mover, relatively inexpensive, has stealth, very defensive, but 
is also one of the very few characters that is able to apply special conditions before damage is dealt mm -hmm. on one of her attacks. She has a spender that can apply stun, uh, which reduces the amount of power that you gain from receiving damage mm. um, before the damage is actually dealt, mm -hmm. which is, I think, one of... Nope. It might be the only instance of that. I feel like Domino in the back of my head has something for it as well, but it might just be that she doesn't gain power at all for they they she doesn't cause explosions. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, on her spender, uh, lucky striker or lucky oh, uh, or yeah, like, oh, lucky shot. shot yes, had lucky some shot type of effect like that. Yeah. Um Beast is also surprisingly um high efficiency. Uh, a relatively low threat character, decent movement has movement built into his attacks, mm -hmm. has throws, has dodges. Medium-sized base. Medium-sized base. Um, Beast is another one of those characters. I, Internet says he's great. He's never worked for me, but yeah. I can see the potential where he is actually very good. He's one of those ones where on paper, he's incredibly solid. Yep. Uh, if you unfortunately happen to roll poorly with him, uh, <laughs> a lot of us do, yeah. uh, He's he's been underwhelming in performance for us in the past, but... Mm -hmm mathematically and statistically he is a very strong piece like he yes. really should be he, plus he's got a, a, a passive called disconcerting yet provocative what i mean you gotta love that one so there are a handful of characters that have innate abilities which are passives that always trigger regardless of of kind of the situation unless they're dazed or um ko'd obviously where sometimes you get a certain roll on the dice and then mm -hmm. you just get power for it it's like a little little benefit. Beast happens to be one of them. Uh, I forget. Is it skulls? Skulls failures. So you, like, you oh crap! I rolled the worst possible. Oh, I still get a power out of it. Yeah. Sweet! It's uh, incredibly rewarding when that when that actually happens. Uh, Mystique as well. Her affiliation ability lets her teammates leave a token on objectives as if they were still there physically securing it. Um, you can do that once. I learned the hard way. I read it wrong. You can only do that. You can have one token out at a time. You can have <laughs> you can have one uh, doppelganger on the yeah. field. I tried um, to blanket the board with it, and you were like, you, "That's not how that works." Oh shoot, you're right. That's not how it works. <laughs> Granted, if it worked that way, absolutely insane. Uh, it'd be completely broken. Which <laughs> absolutely, I understand insane. why only one at a time. <laughs> this is also a thirty nine ninety five box uh, that has really two workhorses. Mm -hmm. They're not insanely flashy. And and honestly, that's kind of the point. They're they're really bread and butter models that are going to do work regardless of who you put them on. Uh, Mystique also, I believe, appears in Cabal and a couple other lists. Um, so she does have uh, use in other places. Should you expand your collection later, as does Beast, also appearing on the Avengers list, which is somewhat of a rarity for a lot of these appearing on other people's. Um, affiliation lists and inhumans and inhumans yeah that's the one i always forget right it's Jesus, easy to forget that one um I, like i've already forgotten it again like it is so wild black order oh there we go <laughs> uh the third box is probably is very easily one of the more expensive ones but super worth it magneto and toad oh, so good magneto being the um brotherhood of mutants affiliation leader Real quick, you uh, once per turn after an ally character interacts with an extract token uh, after the is resolved, it also gains one energy. That's also one of her abilities. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, there she's got a more than just being able to leave a token. Correct. She she has a great way to generate power. Mm -hmm. Essentially, picking up things for free. Yes, as long yep. as you had it beforehand, it's yep. a, it's a rebate check. Right. Yep. Um, as long as you had it, you get it back. Mm -hmm. You get a refund. Um, uh, and. Sorry, real quick about Mystique. Underrated Brotherhood leader. 
she allows you to get access to some really, really good tactics cards. Yeah. That work just as good in her affiliation as it does uh, Magneto's. Yeah, correct. Without the cost of having to bring Magneto. Correct. You know what yeah. I mean? Because she is, yeah. in fact, half the cost of mm-hmm. Magneto. So in that Magneto box, you have Magneto, Toad, as well as some uh, metal sculptures, which Magneto can generate during, uh, I believe, the power phase to mm-hmm. put out there and blow out. The affiliation ability for Magneto is super cool and is a lot of fun to make use of. I love this one. Whenever uh, a character on your team throws or destroys terrain, you can generate power for a character on your team. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only is this incredibly useful, it also powers you being able to blow up and throw and destroy more terrain. It is is a very recursive ability and is insanely useful. Mm -hmm. It is very difficult to stop. And I, I think is is probably one of the most satisfying affiliation abilities to use. Magneto overall is rather expensive, but absolutely warrants that cost. Yeah. yeah. In- incredibly defensive, uh, incredibly damaging, uh, has a lot going on and access to throws. Uh, granted, uh, Beast and Storm also that we've gone over on this particular roster so far have access to throws. But his is one of the first that we've seen where you can kind of throw near anything on the board. Mm. Um, you just have to pay for it a little bit. Um, Toad is also incredible. Uh, there, As Chuck went over on his list, two threat characters are insanely important. Being able to make the particular threat limit that you end up having to play, especially with some bigger players like Magneto being a six threat, and as we'll see later with Cable at a five, um, having a handful of lower, both odd and evened, threat characters can be insanely valuable and will make sure that you're always playing at threat level instead of having to take one or two under, which Ugh. hopefully with all of these lists, I, I don't think uh, should be an issue for you at all. Right. Toad is a super cool two threat character, can interact with things at a longer range. One of the cheapest incinerate special condition providers in the game. Incinerate becomes uh, insanely popular. What that special condition does is it reduces the amount of defense dice that the opponent rolls during their defense checks. As far as taking down some of the higher threat targets on your opponent's team, this is your bread and butter. If there's someone you want to take down that is defensive, Incinerate is usually the way to do it. Outside of a very select few characters like Ghost Rider, who are now immune to Incinerate, um, an unassuming Toad can really do a lot of damage, both in objective acquisition, as he can interact with things from further away than other characters, um, but in reducing their overall defenses. He's also a big giant pain. Because he pops in, uh, you try to get rid of him, and he bounces away, and he's a two-threat. So you're more than likely spending something that has a higher threat where their attention needs to be pointed at something else. Yeah. But you can't because you have that stupid little slippery dude mm-hmm. just bouncing around, just causing you a ton of problems. And you can't ignore him. I've had him ruin games as yeah. an opponent because he's just like, oh, that's mine now. Yep. You just with Finders Keepers, just I'm gonna take your objective. Wait, what? He is uh, an incredibly overlooked piece uh, that can really provide a lot of versatility mm-hmm. in any list. Whether it's in this particular roster or others, he's cheap enough and versatile enough uh, to really be a danger. Um, and one of the most important things, at least to me in this game, is being able to take additional actions without it costing actions. Yep. Because he has a hop, 
on his turn as an active that can give him effectively a free movement mm. slippery on his opponent's turn to give him a free movement and being able to interact with things from further away mm. there's a lot there toad is is very magnificent mm-hmm. um and magneto is just an absolute powerhouse Terrifying. so this box absolutely warrants the slightly higher expense mm-hmm. uh next on list is wolverine and Sabretooth. this is one of the harder boxes to find these are both incredibly popular characters very good uh Brotherhood of Mutants, uh, which Sabretooth, Magneto, Toad, and Mystique are on, actually has a surprisingly uh, decent amount of long movers mm-hmm. in Sabretooth and Magneto uh, and uh, Mystique. Um, Wolverine and Sabretooth are very similar characters in that they're both four threat bruisers uh, that have Pierce, apply bleed, uh, have kind of some ability to get either extra attacks or increase the damage of their attacks based on how damaged they are depending on if they're injured or, or healthy uh, between the two of them. But for the most part, both solid pieces. A lot of people might assume that they're a little overcosted. I know that... Um, they're worth it. The, yeah, the internet hasn't been kind to either of them, but they have almost always performed Yeah. in, in most games that we play. I'll be in. honest. Wolverine on, on Scott's team yeah. is very good. Making Berserker Barrage one point cheaper, or one power, one power cheaper, yeah. is very, very good for him. He likes that. It's a huge difference. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And the fa- and having Sabretooth on Freedom Fighters mm-hmm. is absolutely terrifying. Mm. Having him long move to that back objective of your opponent and having him drop a token, amazing. Yeah. Now it makes them have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and as we kind of touched on very briefly when uh, Chuck was going over Daredevil, Sabretooth has a, a counterattack. Uh, a long movement and uh, an innate called aggressive, which when he takes damage from an enemy attack, he can move short towards them. Mm. So as I said before, being able to effectively get free actions uh, off turn is incredibly powerful. So getting those tiny little free movements, both of these characters have fast healing, which allow them to heal at the end of their activation. Just solid all-around performers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not only that, Wolverine is also in X-Force, and Avengers. Sabretooth, however, is also an X-Force mm-hmm. and um, and Brotherhood and Freedom Force. So out of the, the few things, the rosters that we will go over here, I believe in this particular grouping, you have four affiliation leaders between three affiliations nice. with a massive amount of crossover. Mm-hmm. The fifth and final box is Cable. Five affiliation leaders. Five. Two for X-Men, two for Brotherhood. Yes! Cable. Yes! I keep overlooking Mystique for whatever reason, even though I absolutely adore her and, and, and her affiliation. Uh, our fifth box is Cable and Domino. This is the newest one out of this particular run, but gives us the X-Force affiliation uh, with Cable, which allows you to re-roll uh, an attack dice during your attacks. Um, and Domino, who both works just all over the place. Works on X-Force, works on x-men as well mm-hmm. um as a great three and as a great three she's so good she is not she might be a little underwhelming when you look at her card uh nothing amazingly flashy but solid consistency prevents your opponent from re-rolling crits uh can turn her failures into crits and have them apply as crits mm-hmm. one of the huge things that ended up being kind of faq'd and errated in this game is when exactly you modify dice um, she is one of the few characters that can modify dice before criticals would trigger, um, allowing you to really kind of 
turn a very flubbed roll into something absolutely devastating to your opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing it happen. Yeah, done it. They're like, <laughs> oh, I got no hits now. I have four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and because she's a three threat, she fits into anything. She's a great piece to have. You will use her in pretty much any list you have going mm-hmm. forward. She's a, she's a solid add. Cable is expensive, but has a list to match. Has that incinerate special condition on his builder, um, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Being able to apply one of the strongest special conditions in the game on the thing that you should be doing on a regular basis to build the power to fuel his other attacks is very solid. He I also you rolled to better chance to get the incinerate. Correct. Um, not only that, he has the telekinetic throw. He has shielding to protect his allies and give them more dice on their defense rolls. Um, he gains extra power during the power phase. He has an absolute lot going on to warrant that higher cost. But putting him into Brotherhood, having two characters that are benefiting from power gain from terrain being destroyed, while also spending to blow up more terrain... While expensive, is incredibly frustrating and forces your opponent to play around literally where lamp posts and garbage cans are yeah. on the field. I uh, love his throw, too, that it costs the size of the terrain. It's not a flat cost. So if you're only yeah. throwing a small size two car, only costs him two power, which he probably has. Mm-hmm. But if you want to throw that big old size four building, he can do that, too. It's just going to cost more power. Well, and the fact that he has the access to be able to throw that four yeah and when he does throw a garbage can it does in fact cost him a heavily reduced cost (laughs) um you have a massive amount of versatility in these five boxes not a single one of them is a one kinetic shield as well yes um is huge for him it's only two power and the fact that he could potentially save other people with it Mm -hmm. is very very good sorry Mm -hmm. go ahead no so i i think he works really well on brotherhood because having all expensive but if you got if you're playing high threat it's very very good yeah yep Actually, he's really great on Mystiques yeah, as well. Just keeping those kind of fragile characters alive, keeping Mystique alive is very, very good. Being a turret in the center while yeah. the, 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 the slightly cheaper characters run around and do what they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, he is a threat on the table regardless of what affiliation he's in. Yeah. For real. Um, so overall, this, this, this whole lot kind of rounded up um, is $205 when you're adding in the cost of the movement tools and the dice. For another 30, you're at 235 all in. Um, this is kind of mid-range. So I get a $23 discount over at uh, BearDragonGames.online using promo code PCME10. That's absolutely accurate. Um, and probably one of the best and cheapest ways to get it and also support our local game store. That could be your local game store too. But overall, five affiliation leaders, mm-hmm. three different affiliations total. That all wildly play different. Yeah. So you can find your style of play without feeling like you've sacrificed a ton of money. Correct. Because if you're playing something like Guardians, listen, they got one play style and there's not a ton of crossover. Correct. So Fair. if you sunk all of your money into Guardians, you better hope you like playing Guardians. Yes. Uh, same with Wakanda. Wakanda is great. Wakanda is really cool. There's not a ton of crossover. And if you sink all of your money into Wakanda and you don't like how they play, you're going to feel like you're going to feel bad about it. Well, and between the different affiliation leaders, if you're using Cyclops as your leader, you have a very nice niche tactical specialist build that you can run. If you're using Storm, it's more of defensive. If you're using Cable or uh, Magneto, 
you're on the offense and you are blowing stuff up and you are doing damage and you are being a terror. Mystique also kind of backing up Cyclops on that slightly more t- uh, tactical um, specialist role. There's a lot you can do here, a lot of different ways to play, and it all benefits one another. Also, adding on just a few boxes to these, you can play Cabal, Criminal Syndicate, and Avengers. Mm. Um, Easy, yeah. Yeah. So I, I And I was shocked at how many other lists Mystique and uh, Magneto showed up on and how many other lists Wolverine and Beast showed up on. Mm. So there's there's really a lot here. Picking up that sandbox, honestly. Correct. And, uh, they're great in Sam spam. And they're and they're they're rad models. Yeah. When the X-Men were announced, it was I mean, people were literally ruining their genes. Mm-hmm. Like the I, I'm so happy with this particular list that it, you can get it at this particular price and that it is a simple five boxes. The minimum to make a roster is five boxes. Yeah. And you can make a lot with these five. Uh, and real quick before we jump off this, um, I kind of forgot how good Beast is in uh, Magneto's Brotherhood. Yeah. The fact that he's got a two power throw. Yeah. Um, both enemy or terrain size two, now graded size two or less within range two, only throw it small, but potentially being able to throw somebody into a piece of terrain, potentially causing that to explode, um, which would generate power or vice versa, throwing a piece of terrain into somebody. I mean, that also works great, right? If you need to do chip damage, you throw your opponent. If you need to just do a significant amount of damage, you pick somebody up and throw it. Three damage can get through. Yeah. Uh, the amount of synergy that these affiliations have yeah. lead into one another. Is and he's just, a three threat. He's very large. On an affiliation with Magneto where you need lower point characters. Boom. He's great. Um, last thing I'll touch on before moving off this particular roster are the tactics cards. They are very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, the Some of the best ones that come in the Storm and Mystique and Wolverine and Sabretooth boxes are very limited in their scope. But for the most part, you are going to be able to utilize the majority of them. Absolutely. Um, some of the stuff that comes with Magneto and Toad, Let's Brotherhood. Uh, characters move around significantly quicker. Mm-hmm. Asteroid M is awesome mm-hmm. as far as rearranging and movement, being able to effectively teleport across the entire board. Um, but a lot of them also are specific to Magneto, giving him cover, giving Brotherhood members cover. Um, same with Cyclops. It lets Uncanny X-Men interact with things for free, not using power on that first round, which can be an absolute front-loaded mm-hmm. um, kind of threat. Such a good card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and even Cable and Domino having a lot of kind of the tactical maneuvers in the beginning. Yeah, you can you can do a lot with these things. The the tactics cards are incredible. They are very strong, but very limited. But thankfully, to nearly anyone on these lists. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so for the roster, I'm taking a look at a little bit different in that it's seven boxes, and the price point is just a tiny bit higher because of that. Um, but we're going to cover Criminal Syndicate, Spider Foes, and Cabal. This is one of my favorite. I So I chose this one. Tim came up with a bunch of different lists to kind of get us started, and I was like, well, I want to talk about that one because this is the one I would want to run out of all the ones that you posted because I love especially Spider Foes. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to run through what I have real quick, then we'll talk a little bit more specific. Um, so we got to grab Green Goblin. got to grab Kingpin. I put Venom in there because everybody loves Venom. And then the Carnage Mysterio box. The Craven and Lizard box, Sin and Viper, and then Bullseye and Daredevil. Um, this gives you 11 characters total, so you're a little bit more than you need. But if you're 
trimming it down to 10 for the roster, you can just not include Daredevil yeah. and have Venom there. This will run you um, MSRP 235, which still still 11 characters, yeah. 19 tactics cards. And that includes the additional $30 cost of the dice and the movement tools. So to have an extra box and to not be excessively over is... That's before the the dice. So if you include oh, if you buy dice and the movement tools, you get two sixty five. Oh wow! Okay. So it's a little bit more than the other ones we talked about because I did put the venom box in there, but fair. I think okay. it's worth it for the and variety course, you have. Heading over to BearDragonGames.online using promo code PCME ten at checkout, getting yourself ten percent off. You're looking at a twenty six dollar discount. Yeah, it's you know sizable. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I really like this one. I get you get three different leaders. You have three different. Uh, affiliations and a ton of crossover you can take basically take the same list and just switch out the leader and you're almost good to go yeah. in almost any case um, so green goblin being the first one he's a 25 dollars box he is the leader for spider foes of course he got beefed up in november with his updated card he got a lot better his affiliation ability got i don't even know how many times improved his so bread you can and just, butter across the board yeah went through so much better uh, his attacks got better. He got more dice. Uh, he got did he? No, he didn't get more health, did he? I'm thinking Dar uh, Ghost Rider. But his um, Oscorp weaponry went from bottom, you know, garbage tier affiliation to really good by just eliminating the power cost. So now it's just anytime you attack, I believe it's once per turn, you can force your opponent to reroll one of their defense dice, mm -hmm. which is incredibly powerful. Yeah, or can be. We see often you reroll it and it's the same result, but it also can turn it to a skull or something to make it useless. The odds are in your favor, though, as far as rerolling a, a successful defense on their end. I mean, the odds are they either block as much as they originally rolled or less. Right. So, I mean, either way, it's, it's it doesn't cost you anything now. Correct. So it's you're going to do it. Uh, and Green Goblin's just a super fun character. He's one that changes a lot when he gets injured. Which before, until him, we didn't see that much. It was like maybe a point more or less of stamina. But he like, he goes crazy and he loses some abilities. He gains some new ones. Glider Ram is one of my favorites. Yeah. He just becomes a damage machine. Um, then you got to grab Kingpin, of course. He's the leader for Criminal Syndicate, but he's also on Spider-Foes and Cabal. Mm -hmm. So you can throw him in any list from this roster. I uh, love Kingpin. He is a tank. He's got tons of health. Uh, him and Green Goblin are both four threat. It's pretty typical for leaders. They don't break the bank, but they're not cheap either. Uh, I love Kingpin with the, all the options he has. He can throw. He can throw characters. He can. Uh, he's got an energy attack with his cane laser. He's got the nasty headbutt. Yeah, like he does he really a lot. Checks every box. AOE, energy, physical throws, two throws, one on an attack, stagger. Yeah, damage reduction. Yeah, damage reduction. He can. Um. Uh, what am I thinking? Inured to pain? Uh, what was what's his other superpower? I just didn't bring the one uh, where he doesn't take that he doesn't take collision damage with the other characters. Uh, Super cre good, creamy filling. I think is what it's called. Oh yeah, <laughs> doughy exterior. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his criminal syndicate affiliation ability is arguably one of the top. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in our circle, we love Criminal Syndicate. It's my personal favorite by far. <laughs> What's funny about it is that we almost never used the the first part of his ability. Um, <laughs> Accurate. Uh, so his is illicit network, where once per turn you can spend two to uh, move an asset or civilian token from one character to another within three. I don't know if we've ever actually done that on. Oh yeah, the power phase. 
I, I think we have, but we've played them a lot. A ton. And I think we've used it maybe once. Right. But the second part of his leadership ability is where all of us think he shines, where healthy characters that are contesting an objective token count as two healthy characters when determining who is securing the objective token. Mm. So you place any, you know, if, if you got Kingpin as your leader, you're doing Criminal Syndicate, you put any of the beefy Criminal Syndicate characters on an objective, and it's yours unless your opponent puts twice as much effort in. Yeah. So I love that ability so much. Um, and those are, of course, single character boxes. And then we have Venom. We talked about before. I'm not going to go over everything with him again, but he's another fourth threat. So he's a little expensive with what we've seen so far. He's worth it. Venom yeah. is the best. Just how often he can. Um, we are Venom or so many snacks into we are Venom and heal all the damage he just took as a, a counter. I've had so many games where everybody's injured. I got half my characters KO'd. Venom's still at full health because of that. He's one of those characters that has so many neat things going on that there's no direct way to play around him. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, he has a weak energy defense. I'll just hit him with lasers. Well, I hope that laser is going to be hitting him from more than range three away because he's going to bite you the hell back. Right. And potentially heal all that damage. And he's got so much health. He, he's seven. Yeah. Is he seven, seven or seven, six? I think he's seven, six. I think so. Either way, it's a lot of health. Yeah. Seven on a fourth threat is nice. We see that fairly regularly. Not all the time, but it's, it's good. He's a solid tank. Yeah. Love Venom so much. Uh, the next one here, he's and he's the last. Those first three are all $25 boxes, single characters. It's totally. They're, they're great. Totally yeah. worth it. Um, the rest of them are all $40 boxes with two characters each. Next up is Carnage and Mysterio, which is one that we had to wait so long for when they teased them at a, uh, they had a post at the end of last December and they were like, he's a little images of things that are coming. We're like, Oh, we finally see Carnage. We finally see Mysterio it was eight months later. We finally got the box. Well, and <laughs> super unique character. They, they really kind of like took a turn with like specifically defenses. Yes. Characters very unique with this box and it's totally out there and it works. They yeah. are. So I love Carnage, just Carnage with his specific tactics cards that come in this box. We are Carnage or there will be Carnage and Carnage rules are disgusting. I've had him days three characters in an activation because he yeah. can attack four times. It's insane. He's he is all offense all the time. He's fantastic for that, but he can be super squishy. Um, if you hit him with energy or mystic at the wrong time for Carnage, he can he can go down, but he still has a ton of health as well as a symbiote. I think he has seven, seven. Yeah. Um, but he's got that five physical defense, but only one energy and mystic defense. So you get the right character attacking him. You can take him down relatively easily. And it seems like he carnage very specifically could be a little intimidating for new players. Yes. But in a way, he's kind of not where if you're charging him in as a new player to do a bunch of damage, guess what? He's going to do it. And a bunch of stuff is going to happen triggering mm -hmm. off that just from him being around. Um, and he teaches you pretty quick that, whoa, yeah, there's weaknesses here. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> and don't... I should be aware of those. But at the same time, I, he's got paint the town red where <laughs> for three power, if he dazes or KOs an enemy character with an attack during his activation, there's a good chance he's going to do it with his good attacks. Then you <laughs> he he advances short, removes all damage from himself and makes an attack. Mm. And that's what I love that how they kind of balance that those one defenses where you can just heal. Him. Yeah, he doesn't have to. As long as he kills somebody, he feeds off of that. And he's like, I'm better now. 
So I've had games where he's done a ton of damage, and then he went from having one or two health left to being totally fine. He's gross in the best way. And he's paired with, like, his opposite with Mysterio, who has one physical one energy defense but five mystic yeah and he's all about just being weird he moves enemy characters which i always forget how that one works with hypnosis gas i always read it wrong and want to move mysterio but no he moves the opponent i've done the same short every time right um as mystic attacks to this affiliation which i think he's the only character here that has that which is nice to have that range of attacks his tricks and traps can be terrifying to opponents for only two power, if you end a move within three of Mysterio, he rolls four dice and the uh, opponent takes a damage for each crit or wild rolled. And? And if it does at least one damage, he then Mysterio can advance short. That's where I tend to get the two mixed up. Then he also moves himself. So he's like, oh, I'm over here, actually. And like we've we've touched on a whole lot, being able to get effectively extra actions off turn is one of the things to really look for mm. as far as strength and characters and... And he has it in spades. And he can be surprisingly durable. He's got, For a three threat, he's got six and five uh, for stamina, which is a little above average. And he uh, always uses that five mystic defense unless the opponent uses two power before attacking. Like, you can just be like, well, you're just going to waste power now to actually hurt me. Right. Which is so nice. He's got stealth and flight. Uh, Mysterious one looking at his card, it's like, eh. He was one that I, I feel like when we first talked about him, it was like, well, he looks like super finicky and weird, but he plays so well. It's sometimes difficult to look past those defenses because that was certainly a barrier for me with both Carnage and Mysterio. Yeah. But once you get into him, you see him play, you get a feel for him. They're really solid pieces. It doesn't take long to get that feel for him either, I yeah. feel like. Because it, it, it fits the character so well. If you know anything about Carnage or Mysterio... You, you really feel like you're playing that character straight out of the comic. They yeah. nailed these two characters, and I love them. Uh, and then their cards are... Uh, the, also, the other card that comes in this box is the Grand Illusion, which is fantastic. It ruins your opponent's uh, critical roles and everything. It's brutal. Love that card. Uh, the next box is my favorite from this whole roster, Craven and Lizard. I was so pumped for this box. It did not disappoint. They are both three threats, which we were both, we were, I feel like we were all pretty surprised that Lizard was a three threat. Yep. But he is arguably one of the best three threats in the game. He uh, is the tankiest three threat out there. He's got great um, stamina. For a three threat, he's six, five, but he also has thick hide, so he reduces damage by one to a minimum of one. And he's got healing factor one, so at the end of his activation, he heals one damage. He's got a great set of attacks with range. Uh, his tail whip is range three, which is awesome. Uh, it does have a push on a wild, which is nice. And then his cold-blooded is just a nasty seven strength attack that also does bleed and slow as long as it does any damage. Yeah. Incredibly Super good defensive piece for a three, like a really durable piece. Yeah. And he's got a throw. He's got a pretty basic throw. Grab something within three because he can grab it with his tail, I guess. Throw it short. Um, I'm sorry. Size three character or terrain, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And then he can within two and then he throws it short. A really important distinction, too, when you're looking at throws, there's a lot of them. Some of them only throw terrain. Some of them throw both terrain and enemy characters. When you have one that can do both, it's 
usually well worth it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he doesn't, that's all he has to spend power on is the throw and his uh, second attack. Yeah. So like he's, he's taking damage, he's healing it up and then he's throwing stuff at you because he's got the power. I love lizard because unlike carnage and Mysterio, there's not a lot on his card, but what he does, he's really good at. And he, he's, he's a great beginner piece because he doesn't have a ton going on. Well, and as people say, the lizard is the best there is at what he does. And what he does is pretty basic. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then with him is Craven, who has just always been one of my favorite Spider-Man villains because... He's just a dude? Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, he's got the elixir of Calypso, so he's a bit more than a dude, but... Right. I've always loved the idea of Craven. He just wants to hunt Spider-Man. Well, you can get a Calypso lemonade at most gas stations, and they are delicious. They're oh, high so in sugar. Good. And they give you a re-roll in a, so uh, that allows you to re-roll a die in your attack or defense rolls, which is really good. It is. His attacks seem a little lackluster at first until you realize that he's always re-rolling one of those attack dice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love his two attacks. He's got the Kukri Strike and the Spear Thrust that all have a bunch of extra stuff with them. With the Kukri Strike, he can advance short if he gets a wild. He automatically applies bleed and he gains a power from it. Uh, but it's a short range two. But then the spear thrust is really cool where he it's a range three, only four dice, but he gets a t uh, damage. Sorry, he gets power for damage dealt for every damage dealt. And then if he already did a Kukri strike this attack this turn, he adds three dice to this becomes a uh, zero cost strength seven attack at range three. Which is really good. Or if he advanced before doing or was placed before doing this attack, after it's done, he can then advance medium. Yeah. So he can become really fast. I really like how he has a couple options here where he can just pile on the damage or he can move around the battlefield a whole bunch. Incredibly versatile. I love this guy. Uh, he just does a lot of cool stuff for not a lot of threat. I mean, threat three. He is a little squishy with only five and five for stamina and threes across the board for defense, but he does get to reroll a defense die every time. So that's something. Yeah. Uh, the second to last box where we go in uh, away from Spider-Man villains a bit, we have the Sin and Viper box, which um, if you've listened to any other shows that I've been on here is not my favorite box. No, <laughs> I was rather disappointed with these characters overall, but I feel like a lot of other players out there can make better use of them than I have. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily bad. I just. Don't ha have not had much luck with them. There's a learning curve to them, I think, for sure. They're a bit squishy. They don't seem all that flashy at first, but they do have some really cool stuff. Um, so Sin is our second. Uh, well, in this roster, she's our leader for Cabal um, outside of the, the core box Red Skull, of course, her dad. Um, her leadership ability is really neat, but it's really long, yeah. uh, where she has red mayhem, where during the cleanup phase after scoring VPs, she has a couple of things that can happen. Uh, so you roll a die for each objective token contested by an allied character. If the result is a crit, wild, or hit, push each enemy character that are contesting the objective away short, which is nice. You're going to waste activations or power of your opponent in their next round to get back on that uh, token. Alternatively, she rolls also she rolls a die for each enemy character holding an asset token within two of an allied character. So it gets a little specific. There has to be asset tokens. You got to look carefully at the the mission, the attack, the crisis card mm -hmm. to make sure it's an asset, not a civilian or something else. Uh, and it has to be within two of an allied character of sin. If you roll a die, if it's a crit, wild or hit again, the enemy character drops 
one asset token of your choice. And again, this can be a huge pain because then you're, they have to spend power to pick it up or they have to try to generate power if they don't have it or something. So, And you're knocking off them within range too. So they have to spend some form of movement to be able to get it back. Right. Yeah, that's not, they're not going to drop it to be able to pick it right back up. Um, so hers is just kind of an annoyance, which can be super fun. Yeah. Um, it's not anything that's going to directly gain you victory points right away, but most of them aren't anyway. It's interesting because it only happens in the cleanup phase. So like the, the one or two times I've used Sin, she gets targeted really quick. She gets taken down in like round two and you don't get the affiliation ability anymore. It only worked like once. So you got to be really careful with her because she is pretty squishy. She's, she is a three threat, which is nice for a leader. The only three threat leader on this roster, but she only has four stamina on her healthy side, which is really low. She's really easy to, to take down. But when she's injured, it bumps up to six. So it gets a little tankier on the other side. She does have hit and run, which makes it easy for her to attack and get away to a safe place because she can't take hits. Um, I do like her air to the wicked uh, passive where if she's damaged by an enemy or allied effect after the effect is resolved, if she's not dazed from it, she gains a power. So if she gets caught in Kingpin's uh, cane laser, she only takes one damage. She gets an extra power from that, which is pretty cool. And she does have stealth to help keep her alive. She's not a frontline fighter. You don't want to get up there. She's not going to, you know, go toe-to-toe with Ghost Rider or anything like that. So make sure you keep her safe. Uh, and then she's partnered with her best pal, Viper, who I love to make fun of just because I've used her once and I had her move up the table round one. She was dazed later round one, KO'd round two before I activated her. So I don't have the best opinion of her based off of one experience. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But she's got a lot of cool stuff. She's another three threat. She's got long movement. She also has stealth, which would be nice if I didn't put her right in the middle of the board like an idiot. Um, she's got three attacks, which gives you some versatility, but they're all physical. But she does have a ton of status effects she can do. Her basic poison blade can do poison on a wild. Her assassin's pistol can do stun on a wild, which is kind of interesting for a basic pistol attack. Mm -hmm. Got a little bit more to it. And her Spender Viper Strike has the Venom uh, special rule on a wild, which doesn't do poison, <laughs> but it does do slow and stun. So she can dish out a bunch of different effects to be annoying. Um, she's got a sweet displacement ring where she can just be placed within two for two power. She can just teleport uh, during her turn, which is really cool. So she can move up, do, do attacks, and then use not an action to get away, mm -hmm. keep her a little safer. So she's one, again, she takes some finesse to use, which I generally don't have as a player. I like my big bruisers. I want to move up, do damage, take hits, hit back harder. Well, and the good news is, is that if if you are into that big bruiser play style, this roster still heavily favors that. Right. Uh, and these are kind of nice pieces that you can add in to get used to some of the more tactical aspects. So you still have that in your toolkit, mm -hmm. but you can still also beat people into the ground we got viper and sin running around while venom and kingpin are doing all the damage yeah so they they absolutely have a place here I, i'm sure there are tons of people out there that can use them a lot better than i do uh but i will be giving viper a try this coming monday i know yeah the power phase she's That's making true. a return for me she's going to do more than just move before she dies listen i i don't <laughs> think there's anything wrong with that she's a long mover she's three and she has a teleport i mean she's a person to get in there get an objective and get out yeah she has stealth so to be able to teleport, uh, she has the the Coiled Serpent, which is a, a very great defensive ability. 
to be able to hold down uh, uh, an extract, stay just out of range so that they have to move to get in range to even attack, and then you have a higher defense to defend against it. I think she has a, a very tactical specialist spot, but it's not attacking. <laughs> yeah, she's one that she, it, it might take a little bit to get used to her and Sin, uh, but I think they'd absolutely be worth it in the long run. Yeah. And uh, then the final box I had in here uh, is the Bullseye and Daredevil. For the 10 uh, model roster, we'll bump Daredevil out. We've already talked about him. Uh, I, and I really want a Bullseye in here to have that two threat to fill in those other uh, crises where you might just have two left over. So yeah. Bullseye is a solid piece for that. Um, he's also Criminal Syndicate or Cabal, so he fits with Kingpin or Sin as the leaders to, to fill that affiliation. And as we said, he's one of the best two threats in the game. He does a lot anymore uh, for a two threat. He's a nice damage dealer. Uh, and they got some cool cards in their set. Acute Senses can really come in handy where you're just like, yeah. you don't have stealth anymore, so I'm going to attack you. Or Cruelty is one of my favorites where it's that, you know, kind of twist the knife. Another extra attack. attack that's mystic. Yep. Uh, that's really good. That does um, not cost an action. Right. Which is, which is yeah, weird. But get that cool. action economy in. And I forgot Sin and Viper have a couple of cards. Illicit Tech is fantastic. Where in this case, only Sin can use that. And either of these cards are only for Sin. Uh, but normally Crossbones can also use them, but he's not on this roster. Where Elisa Tech, she just pulls out a huge gun and blasts away and can do incinerate and gets power from it. So good. And Ashen Cinder is just kind of a cool one. Yeah. We haven't really seen work yet, but you put a token down and it's a time bomb that just explodes and does a bunch of damage to anybody near it, which is just mm -hmm. kind of fun. Uh, so I love the, the idea of this roster. This is definitely one I would play. Uh, I love all the Spider-Foes characters. I think Spider-Man has the best rogues gallery in comics. 100%. Uh, I love his villains. I want to see more in this game, like Rhino and Scorpion and Vulture and, you know, sky's the limit there. Um, but this one seems really fun. It's a, like I said, it's a little bit more than the others, uh, but you could always not include Venom and still have a 10 model roster. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually kind of a, a really good learning curve too. You can start with those 10 and have Venom be your first follow-up purchase yeah and still have the 10 characters uh from the get i think most of these characters too are very um oh shoot what's the word for beginners they're very forgiving yeah where you can make some mistakes and they get, they're still going to stand there and take it or dish it back or heal themselves um which i really like especially with some of the what seem like maybe more of the risky characters like carnage you you know you could extend them in there and he could be in a lot of trouble but you could also just kill someone and <laughs> heal back to full and then keep going. Yep. Paint the whole town red. <laughs> um, and then just to kind of to close this out a little bit, just as a full disclosure, once again, there's really not a super great replacement for buying the core box. It is this incredibly good value having to buy the, the dice and the, the movement tools and not having access to the crisis eye. The, the objectives to play the game is a detriment. But. If you have friends that are into the game that have the core set or you're going to open play events at a store where they can provide a lot of that for you, you can really kind of specialize your entry into the game by getting the characters that you want. And if you take a look at some of the rosters that we've provided tonight, Chuck's uh, roster is a very neat, movement heavy, very defensive, bad luck protection list. Mm. If you're worried about going in there and you roll those three defense dice and eh, they're blanks. Daredevil's happy about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, you have you have a lot to back you up in that. You have a lot of movement shenanigans and a lot of battlefield control. Moving people around, pulling allies to each other. There's a lot there. 
It seems simple at first, a lot of passives, which personally I really like. I, I like not having to remember to use things that they're just always on. <laughs> Dance list as well. If you want to be a little bit more in your face, bruisering, but still have a lot of high risk, high reward, and some tactical uh, maneuvers on the side, and a, a decent amount of versatility. Incredible list. The X-Men and Brotherhood and X-Force list. Insanely versatile. They're not the heaviest damage dealers. They're not the most defensive, but they have, you know, they're, they're B pluses at everything. Yeah, they, they, they can cover everything. They can do everything pretty well. Correct. Uh, chances are they will do something better than your opponent, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but these, these are all great places to start. It is certainly not limited to these. Um, adding the core box at any time is a very good value and really fleshes out uh, your ability to play a lot of other affiliations. And the benefit is, is that all of these benefit from the core box and the core box benefit from all of these. So if you do want to start with one over the other, you absolutely can. Well said. With that being said, new believers, true believers. Thank you for joining us. Of course, we have been the Professional Casual Network presents. Wait, did I really wild a Marvel Crisis Protocol a vlog? A few ways that you can help this channel, this network that costs nothing. Please give a like and subscribe to the network or head over to uh, professionalcasual.com. Check out all the other shows that we provide here at the Professional Casual Network. If you would like to support us monetarily, of course, head over to beardragongames.online. Use promo code PCME10. Get yourself 10% off your order. We get a little bit of help. They help us. We help them. Make sure that we still have a show to run on Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at twitch.tv slash Professional Casual Network, a show we like to call, oh yeah, the power phase. Also, if you'd like to support us directly, Patreon, patreon.com slash professional casual. Little as $1, $3 gets you that little bit extra. I highly recommend it. You get access to our Discord, a great community over at our Discord talking about Marvel Crisis Protocol, talking about everything, yeah. anything and everything. Head over there. Patreon's the way to do it. Of course, our affiliate links, Built Bar, head over to builtbar.com slash Nope, billbar.com. Use promo code professional casual or rep sports. Get yourself some energy drinks. Head over to reppsports.com. Use promo code professional casual. Get yourself 15% off your order. Anything else, gentlemen? I think that's it. Just uh, have fun. This game can be really fun. Play with people you like. Mm -hmm. Have a good time. Let us know how it goes with these rosters. Yeah. And if Shoot you think us we're wrong, Facebook or an email at theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. And if there's things that you would trade out, if there's yeah. a box where you think, you know what, you could fit another affiliation. Yeah, tell us yeah. where we're wrong. Say, no, you're dumb. Do this instead. Yeah. <laughs> Leave a comment below or go over to our Facebook uh, on the original post and let us know. Till next time, new believers, true believers. We say bye. Bye.